Hi, and welcome to episode number eight of the Crypto Chick Podcast, your inside resource for the latest blockchain and crypto trends. I'm your host, the Crypto Chick, Rachel Wolfson. Today, I'm interviewing Ella Jang, head of Binance Labs. Binance Labs has recently created a 10-week on-site incubation program designed to help entrepreneurs deliver products with a clear product market fit for the blockchain and cryptocurrency sector. Since its launch in October of 2018, the Binance Labs Incubator has grown into the strongest network of early-stage blockchain developer teams. In this interview, Ella explains how Binance Labs helps entrepreneurs excel in the space and shares her thoughts on the current and future state of blockchain technology. I hope you enjoy this exclusive interview with Ella. Hi, Ella. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Crypto Chick Podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Rachel. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. So Ella, um, I'm so fascinated by what you're doing over at Binance Labs. And um, I've covered some news for you guys before on Forbes. So I just want to know, and our listeners, I'm sure want to know as well, what Binance Labs is and what your role is there. Well, I have to Thank you. First of all, thank you, Rachel, for covering our, our stories uh, previously. Those are the wonderful stories. Um, for To introduce a little bit about Binance Labs and myself. So Binance Labs really started um, by the vision of the founder of CZ, the founder of Binance, Binance which is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, cryptocurrency exchange of the world. Um, CZ is a visionary that he, from the very, very beginning, he envisioned that the uh, success, the future success of Binance will be based on the thrive of the whole uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain ecosystem. So that's why he initiated this effort to establish labs, really want to support the um, whole ecosystem to be successful. So our mission at labs is to um, realize the full potential of blockchain blockchain technology, and uh, to find out more real use cases of cryptocurrencies uh, in order to uh, bring the real mass adoption of, of, of the cryptocurrency. So uh, uh, myself, I'm heads up um, Binance Labs. So in the past 10 weeks, it's really a amazing journey that we uh, interact with a lot of wonderful, wonderful developers, researchers in this area. So my role at the Binance Labs internally is really to facilitate a group of very hardcore blockchain believers and experts who works for Binance Labs um, to, f- to fulfill their goals which are really uh, the success the success of the uh, industry. But at the same time, as an investor, um, Binance Labs is a venture arm of Binance. I, uh, my, one of my fiduciary is to bring back the returns of Binance in a very healthy way. So um, I have to make sure that we're not rushing to earning the, the money, but in the long term, as an uh, industry successful to be successful uh, our project invested to be successful and in order to bring back the return for binance yeah so it seems like finance labs is involved with quite a lot um 
So in particular, I covered the news about Binance Labs and the incubation program there. Um, Can you talk a little bit about season one and season two that's been expanded to different um, areas of the world and what this incubation program does? Yeah, so we uh, launched our uh, first season one incubation program uh, in Q4 last last year in 2018. After we've uh, been doing uh, investment in the area in the in, in this industry for a while, and uh, it's really uh, funded. This program really initiated by uh, the fundamental problems we we've seen in this industry, which are um, one lack. So some of the, most of the projects lack of, lack of the real use, like product market fit uh, to, in, to engage uh, more users. Second of all, we really see the, the hype of the market last year kind of distracted the developers who we are, uh, we call them builders from building. So uh, we kind of initiate this incubation program to help those early stage uh, founders and developers to find out the uh, product market fit and to bring them the resources um, to grow their project. First season, was really a trial that we, we internally call it t- testnet to um, just started this idea by a small step. Uh, but it turned out it's a uh, success to us that we, we get uh, 500 application. And in the end, we selected uh, eight very, very strong teams and projects to be incubated. After we uh, after we uh, delivered our demo day uh, in December, the, in the middle of December, we received a lot of requests of our season two, and also get good feedback from the investors uh, group. Uh, they are looking for more project come out from our incubation program. At the same time, uh, we are thinking how to leverage our global resources to help use cases from the different uh, location. So for season two incubation program, we uh, expanded it into uh, five different continents in uh, Africa, Lagos, and Blue Cyrus in Argentina. We also keep our San Francisco chapter and uh, we added Berlin in Europe uh, to engage the very, very uh, strong developer um, community and also we have Singapore ch- chapters uh, for the Asian projects. So for the season two incubation program, we have five locations right now. Right. So clearly, this has been really successful. What's interesting is is that I guess there's a problem, or I guess it's hard to determine the product market fit. Um, in this space, in the blockchain, in the cryptocurrency space. And what this incubation program is doing through Binance Labs is helping these teams recognize the correct product market fit. Is that correct? Yes, that's our strong thesis on rolling out incubation program. Right. But can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? I mean, why is it that, in your opinion, why do you think it's so hard to determine the correct product market fit, especially in this space? And how is this program really uh, helping developers and researchers and everyone who's involved determine the correct product market fit? 
Yeah, that's a very, very good question. We've been thinking about this for a long time. Here is my um, current thoughts. Uh, why uh, many projects kind of lack of uh, product market fit and it's so hard to find out the right product market fit. I think, first of all, blockchain technology is really a, like a very hardcore technolo- technology. Um, it has many, many different layers in order to um, make it perfect to, uh, to support the decentralized app to be running on it. The technology itself have a lot of um, problems to, uh, as a roadblocks um, to provide the real, very good usability of the to the end users. So many developers and engineers they are amazed by this um, fun- fantasy, this uh, very advanced, cutting edge technology. On the other hand, they kind of forget the real attributes of the blockchain technology or the real benefits provided by the blockchain technology. Are they really essential or necessary to the applications they are building? It's kind of distracted by the amazing side of the technology, but on the other side, they forgot the applications are to serve the end users. This is, we see uh, some very hardcore engineers, pure engineering team, they started a project kind of build up very solid and strong technology infrastructure. But in the end, um, there's some gap to serve the end users. This is one reason. Another reason is really you have to really think about the attributes of technology, of the blockchain technology. Is this essential uh, to to be applied? So blockchain technology is a distributed ledger technology. It's not necessary for many uh, applications in our eyes. There's, so internally, we have a decision tree kind of ask different questions to see this blockchain is essential or you just apply a different structure of database you can centralize the database to solve this problem but many project much many projects are solving a pro, uh, a problem that uh, you can actually use the centralized database to to be solved which is also a distraction from maybe maybe it's not fair to say uh, founders they want to do ICO to issue token, but there's also some distraction or, or blindness that they thought this project can be built and to issue token to do an ICO in order to get the success on an entrepreneurial journey. So we see a lot of different reasons why they are distracted from building the real applications to serve the users. And at Binance, we um, we kind of are gathering um, 10 million of the crypto users. They are the real uh, crypto users who are looking forward to, to use the decentralized applications. At the same time, we are an organization uh, to to apply all the in, in the crypto industry. So we kind of attracted the project who are deliver their applications to 
end consumers, also to the end to the enterprises, where we can find the right resources to help them test it out, um, whether or not they are building a product with the right product market fit. Um, this is how we um, can leverage our current strengths and resources to help the incubies to kind of change the directions of what they are building. Right. I mean, I think that's so useful and necessary right now. Um, Just out of curiosity, when was the Binance Labs incubation program launched? When was season one launched again? What year was that? It was launched in October in 2018. Okay, so this was this was after the ICO boom. And was this kind of like a result of just all these failed ICOs? Just, I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of the time these use cases weren't reasonable. They were lacking product market fit. They, you know, jumped to conclusions, these teams and decided to do an ICO before they realized that, you know, maybe this isn't even necessary. Um, so was this kind of the, um, the incubation program, was this kind of a result of failed ICOs? Or was this just something that finance decided to do because, you know, blockchain technology is growing and we're going to see more use cases. And this was something that would really help teams get get the correct product market fit. Yeah. Thanks for asking this question to uh, bring, my, bring my memory back to how this uh, idea originated. Binance Labs initiated from April last year in 2018, and we kind of actively invest investing industry for a few months uh, because we are standing in such a position that um, leverage Binance's resources and strength. Uh, it's kind of a center that it have the critical res- resources to help all the project to be successful. So it's easy to attract. Most of the project came to talk to us, but. We um we've identified some very good projects, but at the same time, we are kind of worried about the problem I mentioned previously that kind of lack of product market fit to bring the real mass adoption. At the same time, we feel most of the projects, the value in terms of the valuation, have a lot of hype in the market. So we are thinking how to leverage our strengths to solve this problem to kind of bring the market back to a more reasonable way and healthy way to build up the ecosystem. It's really about how to efficiently find out the real builders and the real developers who want to deliver product, who have the strengths, who have the capability or technology to deliver the product they want, want to build. It was in, in July that we're celebrating our Binance first year um, anniversary in, in Thailand. Um, so Labs team really have a deep um, conversation uh, internally to kind of brainstorming different ideas, how to dig out those developers from different regions. We kind of, from then we have this idea of incubation that calling for the very early stage founders and projects. So we kind of provide them initial funding. Uh, we 
hold them won't be attracted by the market hype. Just focus on building, and we provide them initial essential uh, um, resources to find the product market fit. This is how incubation program came up. Right. I mean, that's really interesting, and I just want to point out to the listeners.、Um, you keep saying.、Uh, Maybe I'm mispronouncing it, but the builders. But basically, that's spelled B U I D L, and it's a glossary term from the Binance Academy, which is originally derived from HODL. So I think that's kind of interesting that you refer to、uh, the people in this program as how do you pronounce it, Ella? Builder, builders. I'm、or? not sure. My pronunciation <laughs> is right.、Uh-huh. Internally, we have two pronunciations.、Uh, someone called Bitler. Uh-huh. Someone like Bittler. Ah, okay. Well, I think it's really interesting that's derived from Hodel, so that's kind of cool. <laughs>、um, but you know, speaking of you know what we've been talking about, could you give an example of one of the teams, or maybe one of the chosen teams from the San Francisco chapter that's really doing something to innovate、um, using blockchain technology? Yeah, sure.、Uh, for example, one of the uh, projects. Uh, So one of the project called、uh, Injective, which was founded by two co-founders,、uh, fresh fresh out from school, one from NYU, one from Stanford,、uh, they they are building a a DEX, a decentralized exchange, which which is focused on solving the front running、uh, problem on DEX. They are very focused on.、Um, Leverage the blockchain technology to solve this front-running problem. We、uh, and we, from Binance point of view, we are also building up on DEX.、Um, internally, we know this is a very hardcore problem.、Um, we want to help them to to be successful. Yeah, that's wonderful. So I mean, that's definitely a problem that can only be solved through blockchain technology, which is why I'm sure、um, you recognize the potential in that project. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are also other interesting、uh, projects like、um, hot, very low cost hardware wallet, and some、uh, project are solving the prediction market problems.、Um, very interesting. The whole、mm-hmm. process was very interesting to us. Right, and I'm curious.、Um, what are your thoughts on the current bear market, and is this impacting Binance Labs or even Binance? There's definitely different impact in, in into the different market condition, but I think to Binance to to Binance it it's obvious, right?、Um, our transaction volume is much lower than the market is、um, in in a bullish market, but still we still see the transaction volume.、Um, it's uh, it's healthy. In terms of Binance business model, and to Binance Labs, we see actually we see most of the impacts are positive impact.、Uh, first of all, it's a good, very good opportunity to let the market cool down, and、uh, the developers and builders they can go back to focus on building. And we from that we see a lot of、uh, very good developers came out. And build their project, and、uh, we are foreseeing some very very good project will come up this year, which will potentially boost the market in a healthy way. The impact the impact on our investment strategy, I'll say it give us 
because the market is slowing down, uh, it kind of gives us more leeway to uh, find out the right strategy to do investment and support the ecosystem. Because previously in the the hype markets, they're like just every day there's like tons of project came to approach us. It's really hard for us to be focused and uh, think in a long-term way to just have to very busily dive into those projects. So it's a uh, give us more leeway. And but overall we are not slowing down our investing, but we are using different strategies like we're devoting most of our effort in incubation. And this year we initiate initiate out uh, another new program called fellowship program, which is aimed to support the open source developers. Uh, we give them we give we give them some small grants um, stipend to let them just focus on building things. So at the down down market, we think it's a good opportunity to focus on building. Mm-hmm. And but instead, we we kind of s- slow down the previous founder um, fund strategy, which uh, which let us became extremely selective in backing crypto funds that that we choose to deploy money. Mm-hmm. This is uh, several impacts. Right. I mean, so my opinion is with the bear market, I, I mean, I think it's positive for at least journalism because right now I'm focusing a lot of my writing on real world use cases of blockchain technology, specifically enterprise use cases. So I think that, you know, the whole ICO hype was really throwing journalists off a bit because it was like, you know, is this ICO legit? Is it not? Should I write about it? Should I not? But now we're seeing actual use cases um, coming out of all of this. And it's it's really helping me determine what I want to cover. So I think that the bear market is good for journalism. And I also think, you know, based on what you were saying, that it's good for Binance Labs because you're seeing you know, real potential in these projects versus just hype, which is what we really had in 2017 and for a bit of 2018. So, I mean, of course, it's unfortunate with the with the impact on Binance and all that, but you guys clearly aren't slowing down. Binance is still one of the largest exchanges in the world and Binance Labs is still innovating and helping developers and builders um, innovate in this space. So I think it's great. Yeah, it's good to hear uh, your point of view. And uh, another side is that in the blockchain area, many founders are the first time founders. They kind of amazed, be amazed by the huge valuation that a lot of crypto funds can provide to them at the market hype, uh, at the moment of market hype. But it's devastating that they didn't realize that if they do a huge ICO, uh, they raise a lot of money from the primary market. They kind of have a huge liability to deliver, so it's burden to the founders and devastating to the founding team because they're gonna distracted by the huge valuation they obtain, but they have to deliver a lot in order to reward the investors. So right now at the bearish market. Many, many good founders, they are willing to lower down uh, their valuation, came to join us in the incubation program and focus on building. It's really a good thing to the ecosystem. 
Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's wonderful. Also, now that we're shifting away from ICOs, how are these um, companies and projects raising money? Is it coming through? I mean, obviously, Binance Labs is one way, but is it also coming through traditional venture finance? I mean, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, um, we see uh, the the projects from uh, in the blockchain space. Some projects they are still doing equity fundraising. Some projects because. Not every project they need a token. They need to issue a token, so they kind of follow the traditional way. Even though they're building um, blockchain technologies, they can still do equity rounds and raise money from traditional. Uh, we call it classic VC VCs. Also, many crypto uh, crypto funds they they do equity round as well. But um, for many projects that um, they will issue token that token economy is necessary in the in the design system design uh, we will have a lot more advantage in in order to back them but still i'll say i'll say the classic vcs like Andrewson, harvard sequoia those investors they have tons of experiences and can advise the company help the company to grow is also very precious resources can provide to, to the founders. So I would say um, the crypto funds and uh, traditional VCs they, in in the future um, we'll see a lot a lot more collaboration and co- coexisting. Yeah, that's interesting. I hope so. Okay, so just changing the topic a little bit. In your opinion, what do you think we can do to drive mainstream adoption of cryptocurrency today? I mean. We're already seeing projects come out of, for instance, Tron. Um, one of their super representatives is Poppy POS, and they have the grid card where you can actually, you know, spin TRX at coffee shops. Um, and that's certainly a way to drive mainstream adoption. But in your opinion, um, what is Binance doing, and and how do you think that we can drive mainstream adoption for crypto moving forward? Yeah, that's a, a very very good question. So uh, first of all, we so internally we have a lot of uh, discussion about which are the categories are necessary to apply blockchain, or we call call it crypto native uh, categories, which are. Uh, we we identify are the low hanging fruits um, that we will pay more attention to those categories like gaming, um, financial market, payments, remittance, privacy, coins. Those cat categories we we will um, spend a lot of effort in those categories to monitor. For example, um, I don't remember it's yesterday or. The day before, Vitalik kind of tweets, uh, "Now you can play Gomoko on State Channel, um, which will lead us to dive into the underlying technology breakthrough. What what call, what's a Gomoko? How how um, now you can play uh, Gomoko the game on the State Channel, and this lead to us to dig out the project behind. And of course." Um, other than identify the the low hanging fruits of the applications, we have to identify uh, the problems, the the technical problems, which we we say it's the roadblocks to to block the mass adoption. 
to the end users. So internally, we identified six layers of the blockchain technology from consensus level to the application level. By solving those uh, uh, critical problems, for example, the uh, scalability problem, the uh, usability problem, the security problem, the interoperability problem on the blockchain, by solving those problems, we hope there will be more and more decentralized apps can provide better usabilities to the end users and eventually bringing the mass adoption. Wonderful. We've got so much to look forward to. Um, Ella, I just think you are such a thought leader in this space. And, you know, it's a real honor to have you on the, on the show today. Um, how did you get involved with blockchain in the first place? And how did you uh, get involved with Binance? Like, what was your experience uh, with meeting CZ for the first time like? And have you been in this space for a while? Because you seem very, very knowledgeable. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. I'm not. I'm actually not the expert expert in my team. Uh, my team uh, at Binance Labs, we ha- really have a group group of very hardcore believers of blockchain, and they are the expert. Uh, go out to talk to the project founders. And they bring back the knowledge. I I just learn a lot from them. Um, how, but how did I started engage in the crypto and blockchain area? Uh, I was at Stanford, um, two thousand fifteen to seventeen, and my experience before uh, entering Stanford just the was uh, venture capital with Kleiner Perkins for five years. I'm naturally um, be very interested in the cutting edge of technology and the new applications, the new rise, the new trends of the technology shifting. Um, so uh, during the two years at Stanford, I engaged in different groups, um, learning diff- like uh, advanced, uh, advanced technologies, include AI, blockchain, and there's where I uh, first get the access to to blockchain technology, and after graduated from Stanford, I was managing a classic VC fund, and we so I know CZ's co-founder uh, E for a long time. I know she's a good entrepreneur. Um, and I know her left her previous company to start a new company. So it's very natural. I just follow her to see what the project she is working on. And she, uh, and that was 2017, um, August 2017, as I remembered. And she introduced me to CZ. CZ just started to share his vision um, of doing a a binance um, and his belief in blockchain technology and cryptocurrency in order to provide the uh, freedom of money, which is always the slogan of Binance. Um, and he has that vision from the first day um, of Binance inception. He kind of explained what's the re- real potential of blockchain technology can bring to the um society and change the world and i kind of get very excited about his his vision and good i i said i was an investor but i get brainwashed by him 
So later on, uh, when E and uh, CG, they approached me, said they want to establish this venture arm, I was very interested in. This is how I know CG and uh, get to start it uh, with Binance Labs. Yeah, that's amazing. What I love about that is that you came from this traditional finance background. And it was, as you said, very natural just to kind of like move into this space after talking with CZ and his co-founders. So I think that's a really cool story. So Ella, obviously you are a leading lady in this space. Um, What are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about being a woman in a predominantly male space? Uh, I I actually haven't thought about this very much because I think I, at Binance, I was just naturally be surrounded by so many strong women leaders in a blockchain. For example, E, the co-founder of Binance, um, she's very strong and uh, and uh, really want to make the success of blockchain happen. And also Helen High, she is the leader of our charity foundation who is very passionate about bringing the transparency to the uh, charity. And Floris, Flora from Labs Team, who uh, graduated from MIT CS and being an engineer for more than 10 years. And she's really a believer and want to make the decentralization privacy technology to be applied to the uh to the uh, industry, she flew out on Christmas Eve to Berlin to engage with the developer community. I'll just naturally be surrounded by so many women leaders. I didn't really thought there are much differentiation, but I, I've been engaged in the uh, GSB community when I was at Stanford. The, we had a lot of women topics. I do believe the, their uh, strengths of women uh, can help can can be a strength in that in the sector uh one of the strengths i can think of is the the women's uh tenacity so the the blockchain uh technology is really at the very very early stage we still see it have a long way to uh, make it happen successful and get to the mass adoption. And, the, and I think the tenacity of women will help us to stand within the industry and to encourage more women to join the space, to encourage more uh, developers to kind of find find out the system sustainable way in their business, in building their business. This is the strengths I think women naturally have to we can, that we can bring to the ecosystem industry. Right. I mean, I think it's so important for women to be in this space and to not be intimidated by it because obviously, you know, we have skills and, and men have skills as well. And so when we both come together, uh, we create a much better space to operate in. So, I mean, for, for myself, I've had a very positive experience and I think that I've been bringing a lot of positive um, journalism to the space. And Ella, I think that you've been doing a wonderful job at Binance Labs. And Binance is such a women-friendly um, organization. And I just think it's so wonderful uh, to see that from you know one of the largest exchanges in the world. It really shows a lot about the crypto and blockchain space. It's a good example. 
Yeah, thank you. At Binance, it's really special where we have a lot of women leaders. Uh, we think the per- the percentage is fifty fifty. Um, the the diversity of uh, in the among the leaders really help a lot in building a strong Binance culture. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Ella, thank you again for joining us. I could pick your brain all day because you're such a thought leader in this space. And you're really an influencer, um, but we're running low on time. So before we end the interview, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? Yeah. Um, so um, I will say um, right now we are running our season two incubation program. But if you will, uh, if you uh, miss the deadline of application of the season two, we will open our season three very shortly in July. So just stay around and. Uh, um, keep in touch with us. My uh, personal email address is uh, ella at binance.com. And also you can contact us through um, labs at binance.com. Uh, we are welcome to hearing um, all your feedback and your ideas um, to help the ecosystem to grow. Yeah, that's wonderful. So so just you know, a reminder, labs at binance.com and ella at binance.com. Correct, Ella? Yes. And also, we are running the uh, fellowship program. Uh, if you are a developer who haven't have a concrete idea of the product yet, and but you want to try out, you can also apply the fellowship program. Um, you can find the uh, detailed information on labs.binance.com. And uh, you can also uh, contact tech at binance.com or flora at binance.com. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with with everyone here. And um, Ella, I'm looking forward to staying in touch and seeing more innovation from Binance Labs and from Binance, of course, and from CZ and the entire team. I think you guys are wonderful. So it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can find further information in the show notes to learn more about Binance Labs and what the team is doing. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Crypto Chick Podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, if you have time, please leave me a review. I enjoy hearing your feedback. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at RachelWolf00, on LinkedIn, or on Instagram at Blockchain and Bikinis. Thank you for listening. See you next time.